It's four o'clock on the dot and I'm halfway home, as uh, Blur didn't actually quite say. Uh, today I'm going to be speaking to the wonderful Mara. How do you pronounce it? Mara. Yeah, no, we say it like this. Mara. That's very tuneful, beautiful. Uh, but first, we are going to watch this quick video from Analog Trash. Do enjoy it completely. Um, afterwards, go and spend some money because that's a really nice thing to do. How are you? Uh, now, listen, I've, before we get into the interview, I just want to say that um, it's not a prerequisite of coming on this show that you have to like pink, but it's getting... <laughs> um, I have noticed know, that. A kind of like, my logo is pink, uh, everything around is pink. I'm pink now on every... I've only changed over the weekend because there was still one platform where I wasn't pink but now I'm pink on every single <laughs> platform that's out there uh what is it about pink that you love so much it's, uh, it's sort of my um childhood favorite color my bedroom growing up was always pink so it's just always been my top one and with the Barbie film coming out soon it's everywhere now so it's amazing so oh, that's right we're just on brand with yeah Barbie we're, um, we're one step ahead of the game. Are you going to go and see that film, by the way? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. totally got us going to see that film. I've the, the the joy for me is that I've actually got children of the right age to go and see that film. Yeah. So a, I've got an excuse, so it's okay. Without but looking dodgy. Without looking dodgy, but also I'm going to really just enjoy it. Yeah. Anyway, because it's just going to be such a great film. It just really. Yeah, it's what a great soundtrack it's got as well. Oh, that's fantastic. the other thing. Yeah, that film's got so, that. That's where they've scored points on that one. <laughs> they've totally got it. They've right. got it spot on. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Except for they should have had a song from me in it. Obviously. They should have. What? <laughs> Were you, you too busy at the time? Were you you unable to commit to that because of other projects? That's yeah. the. That's, that's, the the, that's the reason, yeah. Yeah, that's what I heard as well. Um, <laughs> you know, it's understandable. Uh, you know, it's, if it's a toss-up between that and, you know, potentially writing with uh, Taylor Swift or something like that, you know, <laughs> you've just got to, you've got to make those life decisions, those choices. What, what, uh, <laughs> what got you into the world of music in the first place? It's so boring. It was, um, I started making my own music during lockdown, I'm one of those people, yeah, because yeah. I was bored, I had nothing to do. So I learned to knit and I started writing music. That was my... Love but I've grown up with it all around me. My sister makes music. My dad is one of those people who can just pick up any instrument and play it. So it's just... I've grown up with music all around me. So it wow. felt right. So during lockdown... So you, you, you've you obviously been a listener of music. Yeah. You, you, love, you love music and music surrounding you. But so during lockdown... You're at home, uh, 
were you working at the time or were you at school what what where where were you in your, your i was career at then? uni so right. but it was okay. all online so oh, oh goodness wasn't it? so i would sit um on on my zoom lectures i would sit and i would have the camera off and i would sit there knitting the whole time and no one ever knew until oh. now yeah uh, what, what was it you studied at uni English literature. English literature. Well, yeah. you can, the thing is, you can do English literature and knit at the same time. I feel yeah, like absolutely. The two things do to you know kind of go together, really. <laughs> maybe maybe if you were doing sort of I don't know uh, biology or something like that, it might be more difficult. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, or f film studies or. <laughs> you know, but but you know English literature, I feel you can get away with knitting. Maybe maybe it was kind of your Downton Abbey moment anyway. As well, <laughs> that the kind of knitting. What what was it that made you? Uh, you say yeah, I was bored, etc. But what was it that made you cross the line and go right? I'm going to actually start writing some songs. I just sort of found myself doing it. I think it was a nice creative outlet. I started learning how to play guitar because I wanted to learn an instrument and then started off like playing covers and then using those chords started making up my own melodies and stuff like that and then I just found myself writing you pretty much every day yeah. yeah you naturally took to it like a doctor what, what did you find yourself writing about um mostly like my relationships with my family and stuff like that and um how I was feeling about like being isolated and being with my family all the time yeah. yeah has that changed since you know we've come I mean obviously now you're sort of deciding to pursue a career in, in yeah. music as well and 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 has the the nature of what you're writing about changed do, do you feel like you're beginning to find your feet in terms of style and content and what you want to say to in the world yeah I think I still am writing about like my experiences with life so like oversharing my latest single was about me having been in uni accommodation this year after not having been with anyone during covid and sort of how i didn't know how to set boundaries with new people and found myself like having a drink and telling them my entire life story so yeah yeah why do we do that? Why do, we, why do people do that? Let's, let's talk about oversharing for a minute because, you know, it's a great song. Thank Fantastic you. Song. Yeah. But why, why Why do we do that? Or do, do you think certain people are pr more prone to it than others? Yeah, I think, well, I think I'm just too trusting and I don't, I don't know how to set boundaries. I don't know where the line is. So I find myself being like, I'm going to tell this person everything because... Yeah. They're going to be my friend for life, so they should know. And then a few months later, I don't even speak to them, but they already know everything about me. I'm like, well, this, this girl's weird. No, I don't I don't think so. Um, do, do you think that, do you think in, in terms of, in terms of that oversharing, do you think that you're uh, an overly trusting person then? That... I'd say so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I open up too easily. Maybe you could pursue a career. I don't know. Mate, does it work the other way around? Does it? Does it work that you're quite a good listener to other people though, as well? I hope so. I would like to think I am, because otherwise, I'm just talking and talking and not paying attention. No, no, no one wants to feel like that. In terms of musical style, uh, uh, you know, you're, you're obviously 
love your little bit of pop, etc. <laughs> as you were growing up, were you listening to a lot of pop music? What what was what was being played in the house? Um well, we were quite like into like indie folk as a family. Like we grew up the main band that we listened to growing up that I remember is like Fleet Foxes, Vampire Weekend, stuff like oh, that. Really? Okay, um, yeah. Yeah. And then I, the pop love of pop sort of came later. I was a, a Swifty in my teen years, but yeah. not, not kept up with that. So you grew up listening to A Punk and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did you ever do the um just dance version of that? No. <laughs> yeah. A Punk actually appeared on a Just Dance. Do you, Do you remember it? Do you know yeah. it? Yeah, the Wii, the Wii game thing. Yeah. Yeah, where you actually had to like. Da, 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 da. <laughs> I remember doing Lady Gaga ones with Do my you? friends. Yeah, but I don't remember Vampire Weekend being on there. Yeah, Vampire Weekend were on there. You, you'll go by um, charity shops now afterwards trying to get hold of. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to uh, YouTube yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, of course you can these days. Yeah. Forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, you can. Yeah, you can just we we um you can look at, look up we games on uh or, or or those those dances on YouTube and then just join in without yeah. even having to have the console. What a fantastic thing to do! <laughs> you can find in, anything on YouTube. So, in terms of actually, if you've just started learning instruments, and obviously you know you're slowly but surely getting better at guitar how have you managed to take that kind of rudimentary playing on things to a full-blown production of things you you, you had help with that in terms of the production etc yeah so I started off um making like pop-ish demos on so I started off doing acoustic and then decided to spruce them up a little bit make them a bit more poppy but it was just using like free online stuff so um and I know a producer JB Thomas who was like do you want to make these better do you want to work with me and make them better so I've worked with him and he's um made them the the pop anthems that they hopefully yeah. are today were you were you I, I mean you know you've obviously got a great relationship with this producer now but were, were you were you a bit suspicious of that at first it's like well, come on, come on. <laughs> you're gonna take my tunes and make them better are you? <laughs> yeah. I mean that, yeah. you know, it's a genuine question if you never worked with anyone before and it's like you yeah know, someone approached you how 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 did you meet I mean did you you know how did how did that relationship blossom so that you could actually trust this person with your babies as it were Bro, so stoke has quite a small music scene so everyone here knows each other even if we don't like normally like that style of music we'll sort of know them just from being on the local music scene it's one of those like you know everyone places so we were both on the local music scene so i knew what he did and i, I trusted him to uh make it good and also like I didn't really I've not had any experience or education in music production so I was in a place where I was like well anyone who knows what they're doing can surely make it better than me yeah. so and, and having yeah. and having you know gained that trust and then and you know started working with him do, do you do you feel you made the right decision there as a as a yeah. partner in crime yeah. yeah that's brilliant isn't it it's, yeah. it's great that like people can find each other out there in the world like that and and actually create amazing art together. Yeah, yeah. What's, what's what's pushing you forward right now in terms of 
how you make your music how how you know how are you challenging yourself to make something better and more slightly different from anybody else um I don't know about that but we've recently decided that we're going to start trying to make like uh, a song every hour it's not been a song every hour yeah so we were like right we've got three hours today let's try and make three songs one one an hour we only ended up making one (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) because charlie xx and ag cook did uh, they made a whole album in a day so we were like if they can do it we can but yeah yeah do you know what it's a really good discipline to get into yeah. I mean, we've spoken about it several times on this programme, but it's a really good discipline to get to as a songwriter because I think over the years we've seen some some songwriters come and go who, you know, wrote a brilliant first album or whatever and, yeah. then, and then it kind of got stuck because it was like that they had like 10 years to write that album and then you know they just weren't ever putting in the workload so yeah because you've got to you've got to produce some rubbish as well in order to produce some decent stuff yeah, yeah. how much how much of what you write ends up in the can as it were and how much ends up in the bin i have a lot of unreleased demos like yeah stuff that i like but i'm like I don't know if it's good enough. It's like awesome. I would listen to it, but would anyone else? Yeah. What's the most What's the most outlandish thing you've ever recorded? Yeah. What 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 did that sound like? Oh, um, you don't have to sing it. Or anything like <laughs> just give us a you know kind of a a, a synopsis of uh, yeah. I you know I hit I I sat there and I whistled into a tin can and and hit, hit some you know hit some baked bean cans and. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> whatever. What 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 was the most outlandish idea you've had so far? Um, I don't know if it's outlandish. I've done some like quite bass heavy stuff. Like I went through a bit of a um, drum and bass phase of wanting to make that kind of music. So I think in terms of it being outlandish, I've done some songs that are like under a minute long, and I was like, I don't need to take this any further. It's already a whole song, and then everyone else was like, you can't have a song that's under a minute. So, really? Yeah. <laughs> do you think? Do you think any of those will then get resurrected? If if you if are you the sort of person that will now go back through some of those ideas at some point and actually go? Actually, I might resurrect a bit of that because actually that that little riff yeah. would be quite nice, and I'd, I'd I'd like to bring that forward into this. It's not happened yet. I've never thought. Oh, I liked the chorus of that. I'll use it in this or whatever, but it's not something I would say no to if 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 I felt like it fit. Um, but it's not happened yet. Yeah. How do you? Um, how do your other uh, English literature mates at, at uni take to uh, you you doing all of this? Are, are they being really supportive? Um, you know, have they? Uh, have you have you started a uh, an English literature? Uh, Mara fan club on base. Or... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, everyone was always surprised because I did um, creative writing modules as well, and everyone was always like, "Why aren't you using doing poetry and using your lyrics?" Because I would, I did short stories rather than poetry, um, and for me, it was always like really different. Like I always find song lyrics to be completely different to poetry because mm. with, with songs, you're thinking more about how they sound musically. Whereas with poetry, it's more about 
how it flows as a poem, as a piece of literature, rather than as a song. So everyone was always like, well, why aren't you using your, your lyrics as poems? And I was like, because they're not. No. Yeah. <laughs> are people are people, including yourself, are you quite surprised or are people surprised when they meet you because you come across as quite uh quiet in a lot of ways? Yeah. <laughs> is, there, is there kind of a juxtaposition with you? Because actually your look, etc., and the kind of stance you take on social media is quite strong, isn't it? I mean you're you yeah. you're, you come come across as quite a strong, independent, know what I want type of young woman with you know really banging pop songs, etc. And then you talk to you and you you you, you know it's <laughs> lovely um, uh, English literature <laughs> uh, who 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 seems quite quiet and is a, a little bit a little bit timid. Now, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not being I'm not being rude by saying that, but a little bit timid, you know, and, and maybe a little bit introverted. Yeah. Are people generally quite surprised? Um, um, I think it's taken quite a bit for me to sort of try and make that image of myself as this more confident, outgoing kind of person because I'm, I'm not really. I'm not very good at socialising. I'm not very good at – I don't really like going out that much. Um, do you actually if, quite enjoy it as well? Is it is it kind of a mask that you can use in a way to actually be a part of you that is – more confident because you're actually behind something or there's something behind it more so these days yeah especially when I'm performing because I've started like trying to choreograph dances and move around a little bit more and so, so again it's a sort of mask it's like I've had to carefully plan out what I'm doing in mm -hmm. order to look like I'm confident and like working the stage or whatever when actually in my head I'm like right follow this step this step this step kind of thing um but I'm, I'm kind of glad that I can be perceived as being this confident uh, independent kind of person yeah and at the same time true. just be like I like reading books and going out in the countryside I sometimes I sometimes think that actually these days we try and pigeonhole people very quickly yeah. into being one thing or another I mean, people see me doing this and they go, you're incredibly confident. You you know, you, you do this. I, this is what I do all day long. It doesn't just not just music, but I, you know, I do these interviews all day long uh, with different people, etc. But, you know, growing up at school, I was really shy, really, really shy. And I actually, re you know, the quiet one in class, my my school reports at school. This is the truth, folks. My school reports at school always used to say would be slightly better if he could actually speak up in class <laughs> or contribute. Or I think it was like if they could contribute to the class. You know, I'm thinking about that now, thinking, what, I didn't contribute to the class? Goodness sake, I wouldn't have that <laughs> up now, you know. <laughs> that would be me now. But ultimately, I think I, I had to grow into that kind of confidence. And it was only by by being given opportunities and doing things. Yeah. But I still I still get quite nervous about certain things. And I and I think sometimes, you know, people don't you know, the people like to go, well, you're a you're an introvert or you're an extrovert or whatever. And I, I tend to call myself an extravagant introvert. But um, you know, I <laughs> which is a which I love is that. A, yeah, all right. That's the different way of putting it. But yeah, I mean, do, do you feel like 
is it does society almost give too much of a pressure for you to be one thing or the other and it's actually it's it's just about it's partly kind of growing in confidence by doing something really yeah i think with social media as well you can sort of portray yourself in a completely different way like you can create this persona um and then it doesn't always translate to real life um but yeah definitely with like if you want to make it in i suppose any career you have to be confident in yourself and know that it's you're good enough i suppose yeah no absolutely i I started in a band when i was 14 um and i was i was quiet to begin with um but put as soon as i got on stage singing that was it and and as i performed the more i did it the more confident i got yeah Definitely. And I suppose for me, it was because I had a template. Who's been your template? My my template were various different people, but I just loved people that owned a stage. Yeah. And as soon as I got out there on the stage, I was like in people's faces. I was jumping up and down. I was climbing up on, on amps and jumping off. And what, I was a complete nutter on stage. <laughs> uh, and, you know, so who who has it been for you who you've looked at and gone, I, that's what I want to be. That's what I want to do. I want to. I want to be a bit like that. They're they're the cop. They've got the confidence I want in my life. A lot of um, pop artists these days, when they do their live shows, they have these um, choreographed dance routines and like costume changes and stuff. So like Beyonce, Dua Lipa, Charlie XCX, they've got backing dancers. They've got all this stuff going on, and I think it looks like it really spices a show up. I think to have that sort of added element so for me that but again I love like going to punk gigs and having people get in my face like that's amazing I wouldn't do that but I love seeing other people do you that. love actually like kind of that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. would you uh, would, oh, that's an interesting point would you ever do would you ever do something a little bit more punky would you ever kind of punk, um, punk it up song wise would you would you get involved in that I think I would get involved I don't think I don't think I could front it, but I think I'd love to sort of be... Sing something like that, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, there's... Yeah, I wouldn't say it's I wouldn't say it's punk, but I was I was quite pleasantly surprised, for example, when I listened to the new Arlo Parks album, and there's, there's quite a heavy guitar-driven, almost getting into the realms of sort of Skunk and Nancy type of yeah. uh, song on there. And I was like, yeah, go, Arlo, because <laughs> it's got such a soft voice as yeah. well. Such a quite quite a quiet voice and whatever, but it was like, yeah, go on. <laughs> it just felt like she was having fun with that as well. It yeah. was kind of like you know, it's just so emotional as well. Like she can portray any feeling in any yeah. song. I think it's and really impressive. Yeah, no, no, but yeah, I've, I just I I always love it when you, I see like an artist letting go of another part yeah. of their personality and just inhabiting that for a minute just yeah. to like you know and then, and then probably going back and playing <laughs> but it's like you know it's that's, that's great so who, who out there at the moment is really kind of ticking your box in terms of what perhaps you're listening to or you 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 think is uh you know someone you perhaps would love to work with given the opportunity <laughs> probably like uh 
Dua Lipa, Charlie XCX, the, anyone on the Barbie soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. Anyone on the Barbie soundtrack. <laughs> I loved, um, you probably did too, I loved what Charlie X, uh, XCX was doing during lockdown. I loved like her whole kind of lockdown album and it was that's my favorite yeah it's so avant-garde i really love it like it's incredible yeah Yeah. and and the whole kind of social media around that as well Mm -hmm. kind of like yeah i'm making this at home in the bedroom and i can't be honest getting everyone involved yeah 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 yeah. do you do you do you feel that you want to achieve that as well kind of get building that kind of community type thing as well to take them along on the journey with you yeah absolutely it would be so lovely I think to have people who I can sort of be in that community with and yeah it would be lovely yeah I think it's important because I don't I think I think ultimately music isn't uh I think the one great thing about music being made now as opposed to perhaps music in the past where we put pop stars up on pedestals, et cetera, is that I I think so many artists now are actually trying to let people in. Yeah. And let them into the whole process. And I I think at the moment, Lewis Capaldi is quite a good example of that as well. Like he's been so open with his struggles with his mental health and stuff. And, um, he's really respected as an artist like he doesn't care about his image he doesn't care about how he's perceived he's just a little scottish lad having a good time and it's really really mm. nice or not having a good time and no. <laughs> and, and and yeah but but as you say being honest with it cuz ultimately he loves his music yeah and it, and it, does that ever worry you in a way that you know that that fame gap thing that you know he's obviously dealt with fame not he personally hasn't dealt with fame quite so well as he's he can make the music I and mean, that that his skill as a musician and as a, as a songwriter is without question but in terms of what that fame element has done to his mental health and physically is that's uh, that's hard isn't it i mean yeah. are, are you ever worried about that um, I don't think I'd ever get to that stage. Why not? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> um, but at the moment, I'm just gonna like I just want to be able to do it because I enjoy it, and like I don't really think about those negative aspects of it. Um, even though yeah. obviously it is something that's affecting people. But again, you, I think any sort of career that you go into, you you're risking like pressure and different levels that's the other thing that people perhaps forget you know this isn't necessarily just about any anybody that has a career in the public domain Uh, it it can pressure can get you in any career etc I I guess one part of that and this perhaps goes full circle in this interview is it's important to have good people around you how how you know how strong is your you mentioned your your, your dad and your mum. How strong has your family been in terms of helping you in all of this? As as you, you know, because it's a choice. It's a years ago when when someone like me said to my mum and dad, "I, I want to do music." Uh, they they looked at me and went, "What?" <laughs> um, <laughs> I think things are different these days. Is it is it easier to get the parents on board these days and get the support or? I think if I was to say, like, 
I'm going to quit my job um, and just do music full time, they would be a bit like, are you sure about that? Um, but my dad is a an artist as well. So um, he works on his art in his free time. And like he has considered like doing that full time as well. Um, so I think if I was to say, yeah, this is what I want to do, they would be like, OK, as long as you're sure. And then mm. I'm sure they would get behind me if they could. Yeah. If the opportunity is there. Yeah. <laughs> Which we, which we hope it really will be at some point for you, because you know you've That's obviously got a talent writing, and and you know it'd be it would be great to get you out there into the world, selling millions, <laughs> and and you know getting everybody up and dancing. What are we expecting from you in in the rest of two thousand and twenty three? Um, hopefully, uh, an EP release at Ooh. some point. Yeah, exciting. Um. It would be nice to be able to get like physical copies to sell to people as well and then hopefully loads and loads of gigs yeah because i love doing that <laughs> where about where about in the world are you based i'm in stoke so it's quite oh you said small. right at the beginning yeah. there's me completely forgetting that how did I <laughs> come from the same place as robbie williams um <laughs> the, the stoke's most famous <laughs> musician probably um, i've met his dad actually Oh, did you? What down yeah. just down the pub or something? Yeah. No, it was a. Um, I used to dance, and we did a, a dance show at the Robbie Williams Fan Festival, and his parents were randomly there. There, there is his fans, evidently. Yeah, so, yeah but yeah. Hey, you haven't met the you haven't met him himself yet. That hasn't mm. quite happened. Maybe one day. You see, maybe you <laughs> be doing support for him next year yeah. on some world tour. Stokes somewhere. biggest artist. Absolutely, Stokes big. That's what it'll say at the top of the page. <laughs> Stokes biggest artist. Um, so where where from Stoke? I mean, are, are you tending to to do mainly local gigs up there, or are you actually getting around the country? Are you, are you looking to do London or the, the southwest? I'm, I am desperately trying to get get out. Yeah, there's only a few venues in Stoke and it's sort of a bit of a loop of just playing them over and over again without really going anywhere. But um, I'm playing at Tramline's Fringe Festival in Sheffield oh, cool. next weekend. So that's my first sort of gig Four outside of the area. Yeah, so hopefully it goes well and people like what I'm doing. Listen, folks, if you're watching this and you're a promoter and you're or you're in a band and you're in a different area of the country and you'd you'd like some absolutely banging pop to uh, <laughs> hit off your your night of entertainment, um, we have someone here that would actually love to come along for the ride. Uh, that would that would be good. How far how far would you travel? Anywhere. Anywhere. It's not like, I'd say within a reasonable price range. So anywhere in the UK, definitely. Anywhere, right. Probably Europe, if, I, if anyone there needs someone. <laughs> well, uh, I'd love to see you live. So, I mean, any, anybody that's uh, promoting in, in and around the Bristol area, if, if you could let us know, that would be fantastic. Uh, maybe tag some of those people in <laughs> to see what we can get doing. Uh, I know quite a lot of London bands watch this as well. Um, I'm sure you'd love to play London uh, and, and, and build up that fan base. So we've got an EP coming. We've got some live gigs coming, etc., cetera, um, and, and maybe a physical release, which I think is lovely. I mean, I've, I've you know, talking to uh, Lyra, the band this morning, I did a live with them on Instagram. I think it's so many people now physically want 
something tangible to hold as well. Yeah. yeah. And and given the pink, etc., and the look, right? Are we going to see merch in there as well? Um, maybe. Oh, I'd want something like really cool though, like something that people could wear even if they don't know who I am. They could look at and be like, "That's a really cool design." Cool. Yeah. <laughs> right. So. So they're promoting anybody... me without even knowing it. That kind of oh. thing. <laughs> Anybody's got any great ideas on the merch side of things? If you have a look at Mara and her image as well, <laughs> maybe someone could design up a really cool logo and whatever, and and then you know we could expand that into merch. I think it's definitely way to go, um, you know, because it's another thing to subsidise the music yeah. and, and and keep things going. I will leave you with the the question that I've asked loads of people over the years that have come on here. If you could work with, I mean, that we've almost covered it in the past but let, let's do it again if you could work tomorrow with anybody alive or dead right who would it be sophie did, Sof you have, did i speak too quickly then was that no hesitation at all yeah. sophie yeah absolutely sophie who sophie the producer oh sophie the producer sophie yeah. right why the producer sophie because she's fantastic. Like, I love everything about her sound. It's just amazing. <laughs> absolutely says it all. Um, we will tag Sophie in. <laughs> right? You might you might have to tell me what Sophie's ID is so that I get it. <laughs> okay. But we will tag Sophie in. And Sophie, if you're listening, this is your opportunity. I'm just saying. You're right. So the next song you know, coming out this year could be Sofa, Mara, just saying that could that could be it. Thank you for coming on today. Thank you so much for having me. No, it's an absolute pleasure. We we wish you all the best with your career. And um, you know, if people haven't checked out Mara's music so far, uh A, why not? Idiots. <laughs> uh, and B <laughs> only joking. Um and B, you know, please go and do it because it's really important these artists will not continue to be out there and making great music that you can then listen to on the black box in the corner uh, unless you're actually supporting them. So please go and check our music out. We'll put the links into all of the uh, publicity that's going out in the next few days. Um, and if you like it, most importantly of all, come tell her because that's, <laughs> that's the thing, you know. Follow her on the social medias and all of that sort of thing. Uh, and if you've liked this, this has been My Music with me, Graham Cave. I hope you've enjoyed a, another interview. We'll be back later in the week with more. If you haven't liked this, then I'm afraid. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, what's, you know what's coming, don't you? You know what's coming because she's watched <laughs> more earlier. If you haven't liked this, then this has been an instructional video on how to write a prescription in Taiwanese. <laughs> and you can do what you like now with this video uh until next time this has been myself graham cave and mara with my music bye for now <laughs> I'm